Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. All right, back. Jason John, 929FM ESPN. Every Monday around this time after a weekend of great sports, we come in here. I get on the big green egg. I pat out some burgers, and I season them with respect in a word, world full of disrespect. Let's do that now. Now it's time for the Jason and John Show Respect Burgers. Sizzling Respect Burgers, served hot and fresh from Jason and John. All right, first Respect Burger here is actually going to go to some folks that have tweeted the show here. Austin Pike, Mempho, Maine, and I'll tell you why they're getting it along with you, John Martin, and impromptu Respect Burger here, uh, because when I read this stat, much like Ron Burgundy off the Memphis uh, release from the win over Texas A&M over the weekend, John said that don't sound right. And others have pointed it out. <laughs> Memphis said that its win over Texas A&M and its release was its, and I think I know why this happened, said it's its first true road win against a ranked opponent since 2002. Okay? And when I read that out, John said, and that don't sound right. And if you think about it, I, I know 2022, as some have pointed out, uh, you beat a ranked Houston team at Houston. Did you not, John? Do you remember that one? Yes. Okay. And was that Tennessee team ranked? Yes. Penny's second year when you went up there? Yes. I'm not as sure about that, but that Houston team was number two. They at were Ken ranked, Bomb, bro. And, I, and others are telling me that, that Tennessee yes. team was was ranked. And so here's my guess. Instead of it just being an, uh, a complete error by the Tiger staff, and I, like I said, I read it like Ron Burgundy, uh, knowing the, the Tigers' history as much as I should, I should have stopped too. It looked maybe this is what they what they try. It's the first true road win over a ranked opponent for Memphis since 2022, and it's a typo. I'm looking at it right now. 2002 they've got, but 22 would be that Houston win that's on the road. Even, like, but that's not even like a great stat. Like first uh, ranked win since last year. <laughs> you know, it's not even like a. Oh wow, that's a that's last year. You well, know? well, no, two tw- years ago well, yeah, whatever, it was but... two years ago. Two years ago on that one. All right, two years yeah. ago on that one. It's like I'm because just that's, saying, that's like, the twenty could have just one twenty two season. You could have anyway. The point was is that it was a big win, true road test. Plus, like you know, like I'm sure Cal had like Cal had some ranked road wins. Man, in there, I, well, that's you know? when when I saw two thousand two. It's like you go right past the you know Cal's best teams right there. In the, anyway, right. They, like, and so yeah. I, I'm not sure how many it's been, right, but it's clearly the uh, uh, probably again a typo. They meant to put two thousand twenty two, put two thousand two. Um, respect burger uh, rightfully goes to the Tigers as well because you did it as seven and a half point underdogs. This ain't cheerleading. That was a a big win over Texas A and M. A at that time number twenty one ranked Texas A and M team eighty one. Here's the thing about it. You imposed your will, even though you were playing small ball against a team that's number two in the country in offensive rebounding. Tigers shot 48% 
Um, 25 of 52 from the field. Also went 9 of 22 from 3. 41% from 3. Knocked down their free throws as well. 22 of 29. And it was particularly the three guys, uh, David Jones, Javon Quinley, and Caleb Mills, both in the second half offensively and defensively against Wade Taylor the fourth. Uh, that were the guys that stood out the most for the Tigers. Uh, we mentioned this. Last year you went 10-3 and three in the non-conference, right? You still finished as an 8 seed. And, oh, by the way, that was after winning the AAC tournament title. Um, that was against a strength of schedule that was around 23 or 24th. This year it's tougher. It's 14th. Uh, the strength of schedule, the Tigers' non-conference strength of schedule is 14th in the country. And so to be 7-2 and two, uh, through what has been the 14th toughest non-conference schedule, pretty good. And again, you know, we could have a much different feeling today coming off of what was a shaky win over VCU, you know, a 500 VCU team, if you lose that game down at uh, College Station. But, you know, as, as John has pointed out, the college basketball world really doesn't think of much of what you've done so far this season. So going out and getting wins like Sunday, critically important if you're going to, you know, finally uh, 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 turn college basketball's head or at least get some of these voters um, paying attention to what you are doing will certainly be that chance. Now, we're getting tired of saying, well, if you beat this team or if you beat this team, you might be in. Uh, but certainly with the opportunity coming up on Saturday against a uh, uh, undefeated Clemson team, a uh, chance to make some more noise going into next uh, next week's rankings. And then you've got Virginia here. So next two, I tell you, just as important in terms of, you know, quad one opportunities for you. And uh, hopefully the Tigers are taking advantage. But my gosh, David Williams, 21 of his 29. David Jones, excuse me, 21 of his 29 in the first half. Jaquan, outstanding. Caleb Mills, outstanding. Shout out to David Williams. No, no, yeah, David Williams, former CA editor. That's where I got that. Uh, Tigers, respect burger after a big win over Texas A&M that uh, was not enough, at least officially, to get him into the top 25. But more work to do, apparently, for Penny Hardaway and his staff. Moving on, Dak Prescott. Respect. He is your current betting favorite for MVP after dissecting the Eagles for the most part, 33-13 last night in Dallas. Cowboys now hold the tiebreaker over the Eagles for first place in the NFC. Eagles do have an easier schedule the rest of the way, though, so that is not necessary. That is not done. Uh, Dak, back to him, goes 24 of 39 for 271 yards, two touchdowns uh, last night. No picks, did have the fumble, but no picks. And remember, this is after leading the league in picks last year through 15 and just 12 games. This year, he's thrown just six in 13 games. Uh, in terms of passing yards, he's third in the league behind Stafford and Purdy at 3,500, essentially 3,505. Passing TDs, he is first with 28. That is three more uh, than the second-place guy, Josh Allen, right now. who has got 25, and as for his QB rating, um, Dak's been playing some MVP-level ball, 107.5. Where does that put him second behind Purdy, essentially? He's third if you count Jake Browning's 110.9, but Jake Browning's only played enough games to qualify here. So, really, Dak and Purdy's uh, QBR are, are one and two. Uh, and we mentioned nine and four. Maybe I didn't mention this. You know, the Dak who... Could have, should have won the first game against the members, stepped out of bounds. But that the uh, Dallas outgained the Eagles by 100 in the game that they lost to him. He is now 9-4 and four in his career versus the Eagles. Again, and now you're betting he's moving to first in terms of betting favorite for MVP. And if he keeps it up, uh, he will be MVP. An honorable mention, Respect Burger, for another Dallas Cowboy. Are you aware of how good Brandon Aubrey has been, John, their kicker? John's Bro, not, he has been. Okay, you are with you. You got done. You, you were drinking your Modelo. I caught you in the middle of it. He he has yeah. been. You are you are aware of this. 
Yeah, dude. I mean, the idea that like how it's honestly it's the the quickness that they didn't even think about putting him out there for some of those field goals just tells you everything you need to know, you know? Um, last night, Brandon Aubrey made four field goals totaling 214 yards for the Cowboys in that win over the Eagles, and he set an NFL record in doing it. He's a rookie. He became the first kicker in NFL history to make two field goals of at least 59 yards in a single game. Drilled the 60-yarder, had plenty more room, uh, could have gone maybe 64, 65, maybe longer, and then made a 59-yarder in the second half of that game. Surpassed Greg Zerline and Harrison Butker, who each had a pair of at least 58-yarders in the same game. He followed those two field goals up with 45 and 50. So that's a grand total of 214 yards. This dude is 30 for 30 on field goals this year. For some strange reason, he's missed three extra points. But he has not missed a field goal this year, 30 for 30. Uh, yeah, consecutive field goals to start a career is also an NFL record. He was a, uh, working as a software engineer before they came and picked him up. Never kicked it in college. I believe played soccer for Notre Dame. It's an insane story. and A story, man, that there's college, there, there's potential NFL kickers under every pillow. Go check out these former college soccer players that may, you know, be more accurate than the ones we keep turning over and, and, and sort of reinventing in the NFL. But... Um, shout out to to this kid, man. He is again not missed. He's been a weapon for the Cowboys, and again was last night um, in answering a couple of those Philly scores with field goals to help keep Philly at bay. Been a stud. Also, staying in the NFL, he's got to get one uh, because he's 38 years old and he's winning games. 311 passing yards, three TDs for Joe Flacco. Hey. Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco. Man said he feels like he's 10 years old again. Went 26 we it, of 45. Joe. 26 of 45 to help the Browns hold off the Jaguars, who, oh, by the way, had Trevor Lawrence on the uh, yeah. uh, under center playing for them despite the ankle injury. They beat the Jags 31-27 to stop a two-game losing streak. Um, he did throw an interception, also lost a fumble. But here's a statistic for you. 38-year-olds, the franchise's first quarterback to throw three touchdown passes of at least 30 yards in the same game. How about that? Since 1980s, the first quarterback for the Browns do that. He's 38 years old. They have not been getting uh, dyn- you know, big plays, explosive plays from their quarterbacks. Flacco coming off the couch uh, to make history for you. And frankly, he's got the Cleveland Browns uh, in, the, in the thick of things in terms of with that defense. They have the fifth best chance in the AFC to make the playoffs. That's a lot better than the Bills right now. He is the fourth different Browns QB to win a game this season. So you got to tip your cap. Uh, to Joe Flacco and to the Browns uh, for knocking that's the off only, the, uh, the That's Jags the only well. NFL bet I've won out here. Well, that's actually not true. I had the Vikings. But that's um, th- one of two bets I've won out here this week was Browns minus two and a half. I, was, uh, I had a little bit of drip running down my leg when the uh, Jaguars went out there for that two-point conversion, yep. buddy. Oh, my God. Um well, I'm glad you won. I'm glad you won. Woo! I'm glad you won your bets. That was the right decision, by the way. Like, I, I, I hope that we see more um, coaches adopt that. You know, down four, mm-hmm. you know, rather than kick the extra point, you should go for two. If you have to get an onside kick, you know what I'm saying, you should definitely go for two because if you do manage to get that onside kick, why would you want to just have a chance to go to overtime? You should have a chance to win. You should, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you it rather than go down three, or uh, uh, you know, be down four if you don't get it. Yeah, I, I mean, at that point, saying. 
I'd, I'd rather just have the the two in my pocket if if you know I'm already there at the two yard line. I'd rather just have get a field goal to go for the win. But it, we'll see. I doubt I doubt it'll be adopted because coaches are by their nature very conservative. Uh, Browns and Joe Flacco get the win. Moving on. I do this a little bit begrudgingly, but really not because he's so classy. Mike Conley, uh, 36-year-old Mike Conley, the maestro, uh, what he has done in two games against the Grizzlies and what he's done for the for the uh, for Minnesota this year been pretty impressive. Had 19 points and seven assists for Minnesota to help them improve to a Western Conference best 17 and four uh, there against the Grizzlies. And in two games versus his old team this year, both of them wins. He's gone 12 of 22 from the floor, um, eight of 12 from three-point range, eight rebounds, 17 assists, just four turnovers. So for the season, Mike Conley, again, 36 years old, playing great basketball, and he's bringing the kind of polish to that Minnesota team that they desperately needed at that point guard position. It's 11.1 points per game, 6.1 assists, and get this, he's shooting 41.8% from three, which would be a career best for a season for him. He shot 42% from three in the 24 games after he got traded there from Utah last year. But he's at 41.8 for a whole season this year. Just playing fantastic. And like I said, one of the slick big reasons why Minnesota's atop the Western Conference standings at 17-4. Oh, by the way, they finished that game off in the second half, really pulled away from you without Anthony Edwards on the floor. Yeah, the bigs were a big part of that, but so was Mike Conley. And then finally, uh, back here at home, and again, another one I, I threw together after I heard the performance this morning. I have to give Jeffrey Wright a respect burger because what he is able to do in his role on Jeff's show, when things are up in the air and Jeff is literally changing the plan from minute to minute and break to break. Oh, I'll be back to take over. Oh, no, I got to go back in the courthouse. You know, Jeff Calkins is down covering the civil trial uh, with John Moran, you know, between him and Joshua Holloway. But I'm back back to Jeffrey because I'm listening and I'm putting myself in his shoes as a guy who goes from then producer to host when Jeff's got to be out. And the way he can bounce it around and, and captain that ship through the storm Without seeming like it's bothering him, the pros pro that he is. Unslappable. Dude, I don't think he gets the credit that he deserves because, again, he's got his own show that he's got to worry about. But, again, in that role from 9 to 11, hey, Jeff got to get out. Bro, you got to take it over and all of a sudden have something to say before you thought you maybe necessarily had to say it. And so I just want to give our man, Jeffrey Wright, here at home, one of the studs here at 929 can do it all and often has to. Uh, give that guy a respect, Burger Man, because he is, you said it, that dude is unflappable, and he is the definition of pros pro. I would have been a mess this morning with Jeff kind of not knowing which direction I want to go in there. Jeffrey Wright is never a mess. He's a pros pro, and he deserves a respect burger probably every uh, every week of the month. And So there you have it. There's your respect burgers for the week. I, I, I appreciate you doing that because bro, if you had uh, heard is, him, man, I, me and you, you, you wouldn't have been able to get through what he had to this month. Jeff says he's coming back. Then all the didn't two minutes later, no, I gotta go back in. So now Jeff's got to do. Jeff's got to do another segment. Where, where, where? I would have just. It's amazing. I would have just. You know, what I'm saying it would have just been the end. It would have just. You, you know, you're not coming on. You know, I'm just. You know how inject. we do. Yeah, you know how me and you do it. Yeah, we wouldn't have been able to handle that. <laughs> yeah, you got a disrespect, uh, dog, bro. Or yeah, you, it's it's gonna go to. Uh, I wish I had specific ballots. I don't. But if I did, it would go to uh, Patrick Mahomes. All of you. No, 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 no. It's not going to Patrick. I will never give Patrick Mahomes the disrespect. He, he, on he's the show. a lot you know of whining. He, he whining a little bit. You, if you want to give Patrick Mahomes a disrespect dog, then you can give him a disrespect dog. Go ahead. It's, dog, it's your I'm part. not doing it. It's, 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 okay? Yeah. Got it. I'm going to give it to the monolith that is the Associated Press, you know, for uh, not, not doing their due diligence. 
okay, for ranking Memphis behind Texas A&M, despite the fact that they just beat them, despite, you know, ranking Texas, ranking Miami, only uh, penalizing the FAU four spots for having two losses to to Bryant uh, in Illinois. Um, you know this is a this is a flawed process, and uh, I'm going to call it out every chance I get. And this is another chance I get, so I'm going to call it out. Stop the steal, stop the steal. AP rank Memphis top 25 all day, every day. They've earned it. Give Penny his respect. Damn it. Or else we're going to have to force you to do it. I guess we'll uh, have to beat Clemson, and then Memphis is going to have to beat Virginia, and then Memphis is going to have to go 16 and two in the <laughs> AAC. You know, and we're just going to keep saying you got to do this. Keep you moving the goalposts well, on them. Yeah, yeah. I don't like that, bro. Don't, don't, don't let them do that to us, bro. I'm, I'm telling you, Penny. Is Take happy. a stand, Jason. Penny is pleased with you today. I'll tell you that. Don't worry, well, man. don't worry, man. Tomlin's going to get him in. Uh, I, I mean, I hope so. I mean, if they get him, it's a game changer, you know. And uh, obviously, I've gotten some, I've gotten some DMs, but you know, in terms of you know things that are easily uh, provable or reported on, if there's none of that that exists out there, it, you know, you know, you just have to take the guy at his word, and and uh, and it's a take, you know, it's a take. So, um, I, I think that's kind of where I have to leave it. You know, people can say all they want. Well, this happened and that happened. Okay, is there? I mean, what, what's the, is there a police report? Was he arrested? Was he, you know, charged? Was he, you know, any of these things? So, it, it, unless and until that happens, right? I mean, he's got a spot on my team. Understood. I guess we so, could we could anyway, give him a respect burger to Shohei Otani as well for seven hundred million dollars. Uh, that's man really uh, fooled the Blue Jays, didn't he? Uh, man got paid and he fooled the Blue Jays. He really did. So, yep, Shohei yeah, headed Canada to takes Dodgers. a tough L. He's getting two hundred fifty more million more than Patrick Mahomes in that deal. So. Richest in North American sports history. Dan Lathan actually said something pretty funny. He said, uh, if baseball is dead, this is a super expensive funeral. <laughs> well, they can still pay it. Yeah. The, the, the Dodgers, they, they, yeah. The big ones, the big boys still got the money, bro. They can do this. Yeah. All right. Uh, anyway, uh, we'll come back. Jason Pitts going to join us on the other side. He's here in Vegas. So we'll talk to him about uh, the NFL week and more. Stick around. Jason and John, how do you turn FM, ESPN. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Jason Fitz, catch him on Yahoo Sports. Catch him on Fox Sports. He's here in Vegas. 
uh, not with me, but he. we are here at the same time. He joins us every Monday. He joins us now. Fence, what's up, man? Man, I'm just trying to figure out what the hell I watched yesterday. Uh, you know, here's the, the craziest thing. Uh, and I know we, you know, this is not a radio show. I will just say this. I watched the Vikings are a playoff team. I think that's the statement for everybody to understand right now that if the Vikings, if the playoffs started today, the Vikings are a playoff team and they struggled to score three points in a game. Like this season is full of chaos and this season is full of unpredictability. This season is fun to watch. Everybody's losing money along the way. Like, this is a crazy NFL season, but I still don't think right now we genuinely have an idea of who's really good other than, like, three teams. Yeah, I think that's, you know, it, it may be a, a little more than three. I don't think it's by much, though. Um, and, and I think that is, is that a good thing for the NFL? I, I don't know. I It's a good question. I guess we'll find out in the postseason. Um, re- real quick while we're on the subject of that game, um, it, it, do you think this this franchise is about to go back to to Garoppolo? It's starting to sound like they are. Uh, well, I think probably, and and I don't know that that's a I, I, look. Why stick with Aiden O'Connell right now? If you're Antonio Pierce, the argument has been you need to stick with Aiden O'Connell to figure out if he's your future. I, I think the answer to that's pretty clear. Like right now, if the NFL draft were today, I think the Raiders would have the eighth or ninth pick. And in my mind, there's zero doubt that they will take. At that point, they'd have a shot at the third-best quarterback in this year's draft. I don't think there's any any doubt that they will take that third-best quarterback, whoever they've evaluated, or fourth-best, if they have to at that point. Any of those options would be better than Nate or O'Connell. Long-term, at least gives you hope. Uh, so I think when you look across the board, if you're Antonio Pierce, you're trying to prove you deserve this job, which means you've got to do everything you can to win right now, and you've got to do everything you can to show the organization you know how to get the most out of the, the players you have. So I wouldn't be surprised at all. The only thing that becomes risky is if Jimmy G gets hurt, then his guarantee becomes fully paid out, you know, for injury. And that costs the, the organization money. But Antonio Pierce can't wor- worry about that. And so, you know, frankly, I think, yeah, changes will be made, but it's because you got a lot of people trying to prove that they deserve to keep their jobs. Uh, Fitzy, are the, are the Chiefs crying a little bit too, too much, or do they have a point here with the officiating a week before? You don't call the P.I., you know, on Valdez Scantling here – yeah, Kadarius is over, but you didn't have to call it. Which uh, which side of this? Well, it's, a, it's a controversy for the Chiefs. Which side are you on here? Yeah, well, look, uh, the, the play was called the way the play should be called. And, and I think everybody keeps saying, you can't make that call. Well, this is the 12th time this season that that exact play has been called because mm. there was a point of emphasis to it this season. And, you know, there's been a few uh, few angles that make it look like Kadarius Tony didn't uh, look over to the ref to check his positioning. Andy Reid said in the press conference afterwards he did not check with the ref. But also, is it the job? Is it the ref's job to just let a play go? Like, this is where we get into a weird situation where, you know, and everyone says, well, if you call that, how do you not call this? Okay, the answer is not to get more calls wrong. The answer is to call the plays that you see when you see them. And that's got to be the, the, the issue here. If we get into a slippery slope of trying to figure out when a play shouldn't should or be call, called a penalty, that flag is thrown before they know the result of the play. The flag is thrown the minute the snap happens. So what, you want the ref to wait until he sees if it's a big play and then be like, ah, I'll call this here. What do you want the refs in the last two minutes of the game to just stop making the calls they're supposed to make? I, I just, I think the yelling about the ref is, is refs right now is, is the stupidest thing happening across the league. Yes, there are some blown calls. No, there are not some great conspiracy theories. Like you've got Chiefs fans trying to convince the world now that the refs are out to get them. It's like, you think the NFL wants 
the Chiefs out of right. the playoffs and Patrick Mahomes out of the Super Bowl. Like, this is the stupid spot we're in. And, you know, I just I think we need to remember that calls have been blown for generations. It's part of what happens when a human officiates a game. But this wasn't even a blown call. It was the right call. People just don't like that it exists. If you don't like it, then change the rule. But the rule is there for a play, for a reason. They made the call. I, I just think the yelling about the rest is, is cheap. It's lazy. Yeah. Mahomes looks bad doing it. Like, I, I don't think there's any win here. I'm with you 100%. I, 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 I sort of said, too, I, I think it's just more emblematic of the Chiefs are trying to get by Right with with third and fourth tier receivers and a, and an aging Travis Kelsey and that's you know like the I, I guess you know you could make an argument the Patriots did that at one point and it's coming back to cost them and it has you know week after week this season some of those those third and fourth tier weapons that are supposed to be you know on another team would be your fourth fifth receiver they're main guys on this team and it's coming back to cost them yeah and that's the like Kadarius Tony should have been cut off of this football team a long time ago they yes. can't cut him because they don't even have anybody better exactly right? so. The Chiefs have put themselves Trouble. in this situation, you know, but the other side of it is, and this is just the one thing I would say about Kansas City, when you look at the games, and I know we've talked about this before, but they lose their first game of the year when they don't have Kelsey and Chris Jones. That mattered a lot. They lose a game where a wide receiver drops what would have been the winning touchdown. They lose a game where there's a weird penalty call that costs them to lose the game. Like, you look at their losses. Everybody's leaving the Chiefs for dead right now. They've lost every one of these games that they had a chance to win in the last two minutes. So I'm not leaving them for dead. I, like right now, I, I think it's actually probably a pretty good time to put money on the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl because I don't trust anybody in the AFC. Wow. I mean, he's right. The value. John, I told you, they're going to win their next four. I mean, they're going to finish yeah, they will. And five they will. I mean, and got a but I mean, I don't chance know. to get on a roll. Yeah. It's just it's hard for me to trust that that receiving core, man. I mean, it, it, it just is. Hey, Fitz, um, why do we have two games tonight at the same time? What I mean, look, it's not you know for me. I'm going to be you know at at, at you know uh, the Superbook tonight where it's going to be you know on at the same time. But like most people aren't. So why are they doing this? This makes no sense to me. Like why would you not stagger these games if you're going to do a doubleheader? Yeah, I think staggering would have made more sense. But this is also one of those moments where ESPN and ABC get to try and make more money, right? So the one thing that we forget in these broadcasting decisions is it it's the league deciding all of it right so you know even all the way down to i will die on the hill all day long and, and you know that frankly when when there was a huge change on the monday night football lineup and all of a sudden they brought in new announcers they bring in aikman and buck and people were saying well how could you give them 20 million dollars a year they're not worth that of course they were worth that they were worth that because the nfl came to espn and said we don't like your broadcast team, but we're not going to give you the best games until you get a better one. So what did Jimmy Patero, the CEO of Disney, do? He went, or ESPN, do? He went out and got the best crew he could so that there was name recognition so that they could get a bigger deal done, which they did. And so ESPN, ABC gets this massive new Monday Night Football deal. As a result, they now get more games, and this was an easy way to make that happen. Does it make sense, I think, for the viewer? No, I don't think it's great. Like, we're going to be stuck trying to figure out how to split screen. Like, I think... The two games are going to sort of divide each other as an audience, but this is honestly the NFL's just trying things out. And, you know, this is all a reminder that when ABC has a Super Bowl in a couple of years, these are the things, the compromises that were made in that process. But, you know, to be inside media for a second, all of it's follow the money, and all of it is just ESPN, ABC, Fox, every single one of these broadcast partners do whatever the NFL damn well tells them to because the ratings are always through the roof. And, like, why do we have Thursday night? This week's Thursday night football game 
could end up being the worst Thursday night football game we have ever seen. And you're, we're still, people are still going to flock to it and watch it. People are still going to watch it. Yeah, they will. Um, no question about it. Um, can you – I, I, I want to talk myself into believing this is like a variable game that, you know, when they look dead and, you know, uh, everybody sort of is moving on, that they, they come out against the Dolphins and they keep this game close. Um, or are we, are we past the point in this season and in this franchise with what they're going to roll out there at quarterback where variable magic still works? I think tonight the national perception on Mike Vrabel changes. I think tonight is going to be a slaughter. I genuinely believe that. I have, I have my, I'm first to tell you guys honestly, I got a little cash going out on this. My cash is on the over. It's on the Dolphins. It's on Tyreek Hill on the over of the yards and Tyreek Hill on the over of the touchdown. This defense can't stop anybody right now. Their only approach is can a defensive line get to anybody? And the answer to that has been mostly no. And in a year where the, the MVP candidacy seems to be more open than ever and the record is right there, I think Mike McDaniel, the, the same coach that was willing to run up 70 on Denver, is going to come out and try and make a statement that gets the ball in this opportunity to Tyreek where he has the best matchups possible. I would not at all be surprised to see Tyreek go for 203 touchdowns in this game. Uh, Tyreek by himself. And I think that this is one of those games that's over by the half. Like The Dolphins win this game by... Three touchdowns easy. I, I, I genuinely think the Titans wow. are going to get their butts whooped tonight. And I think afterwards, then, all of a sudden, there's going to be this, hey, should Vrabel be the, the, the presumptive next coach of the Patriots? Like, is he doing well enough? I think there are some questions that are allowed to be asked about what's gone wrong with the Titans this year. How about Cowboys, Fitzy? How are we feeling about them after they make a statement, knock off a Philadelphia team that you can argue you play better than in two games, not not just one? Is your did your confidence go up in Dallas? Did is it is it more of a deal where maybe where you where you had Philly at comes down a little bit? Sort of how are we feeling about Cowboys and particularly Cowboys at home, man? Yeah, I mean Cowboys at home are unstoppable. And team. here's the thing too that like I think that we got to just tip our caps to McCarthy yet again. Like this offense is. Humming, right? And so you look at how good this offense is. And, and part of it's CD and part of it's Dak, but part of it's the ability to figure out the right ways to get Pollard involved. And they did a nice job with the tight ends. And part of it's the Eagles are susceptible. I'll buy all of that. But on the sideline at the end of the game, there was a moment where Dak sort of, you know, bro hugged McCarthy and they were laughing. And there was just a genuine, like, you could feel the friendship between the two of them on the sideline at the end of the game. For a guy that's a few days removed from an appendectomy, right? Like, so you, you think about what all of that means for the Cowboys. I think right now the Cowboys are the second best team in the NFC. And if I had to make a list of the teams that I actually genuinely believe in, I think the Cowboys are on that. Now, where it's difficult is look at their schedule coming up because they still have to take on the Bills. They have to still take on the Dolphins. Like, it is rough. And at this point, the Eagles' schedule moving forward is actually – Pretty darn easy. easy. So yep. when you look at the rest of the schedule, I still think there's a really good chance the Eagles, by the way, have the better conference record and the better division record. So the Eagles own the tiebreaker. If they, like the, the, the Eagles are going to be just fine if they go out and win their way through. Because they split the season series, the Eagles can easily get themselves back into the two seed. If you're in the NFC, you better hope that happens. Because if you got to go through Dallas to win, I don't. I don't think you can. Yeah. I, I think the Dallas, the Dallas Cowboys this year. We talk about Dallas every year because they get clicks, and I know that they get views, and I know that this year, legitimately, I think the Cowboys deserve to be spoken about like a Super Bowl contender because that's what they are. Yeah, it's what they looked like yesterday. All right, I got to get your take on 
Jaden Daniels as an NFL quarterback and what you think he might be. Obviously, wins the Heisman, beats out Penix, uh, Knicks, and everybody else. But just into and I've seen him, uh, Fitzy, where it's, he's moved up. At one point, he's like the sixth or seventh rated QB in the draft, according to ESPN. But I saw an athletic mock recently where they've moved him up to top ten, think he's going to go seven based on what he's done. Just do you see Jaden Daniels as a possible, you know, game changer when it when it comes to the NFL. I know we've done a lot of talking about Caleb and Drake May. What about Jaden Daniels and his NFL prospects? What do you think? I had a draft as expert scout that I really trust the other day tell me he thinks by the time we get to the process, Jaden Daniels would be the second quarterback selected, Holy not the third. Cow, the Caleb is going to fall again. The Caleb is going to be the third. So, like, like the Drake May thing is real. Uh, and, and one person I talked to, that I really, I think is really smart with this last week said that if you go back and you look at some of the Caleb highlights this year, the biggest concern is that some of his highlight great plays, if you're watching it, you say, hey, why did he need to make that play? The actual read was right there for him. Why did he run around for eight seconds to do that when the play to be made was right there? So the belief in Drake May is growing at an astronomical, undeniable level. If you ask me right now, I can't believe I'm saying this. I think Drake May is going to be the first quarterback selected. Wow. I wouldn't have said that a few months ago, but I'm hearing that more and more and more with the logic of Drake has the ability to do things athletically, but can also run your offense on schedule. That's everybody's favorite way to say it. Yep. Uh, but Jaden, the, the, the ascension of Jaden is one of those things that is we're going to see more and more of. Now that you have college quarterbacks that are staying extra time because of name, image, likeness, and the transfer portal, you have a better book on who that quarterback is when they come in. So this whole floor-ceiling debate we used to have about guys that are 20 years old, you're going to see for the next several years guys getting into the league that are 23, that are 24. And we're going to see that this year. Like uh, Bo Nix is somebody that is going to – he's going to ascend up. And so if you are athletic, you can make plays off schedule, but you also – can make the throws you need to make, you are going to rise in all of this. And I think what's going to happen at the scouting combine is people are going to realize just how fast and explosive Jaden is. Uh, I mean, Jaden will go – there is no doubt in my mind. If you ask me right now to do a mock not looking at who's picking ahead, there's no way Jaden falls past the Raiders. The Raiders would select him in a heartbeat. I don't know that we won't see three quarterbacks go in the first six picks next year, and Jaden will be one of them. Uh, Fitz, before we get out, up out of here, I do just uh... – I want the audience in Memphis to know that for as much of an advocate of Memphis uh, that you have been in the past, obviously coming on this show every single week, which I cannot uh, express to you how grateful we are for that, you are big time in me this week in Vegas. Uh, so I just, want, I, just want, I just want you to be on the record, and I want the audience to know that Memphis football, the city of Memphis, you're all in. Me, you're big timing. So we're on the record. You know, I just, so we're on the record. I, like, you know me, that I've always prioritized one thing first in life, and it's work. That's no work. No work, exactly. baby. Like, when I'm out here working, like, look, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be a mogul. Like, I, like, the best way I can represent Memphis and all of us is, is eventually if I own one of these casinos. I can't do that sitting around partying. I got to put in the work, baby. Hey, you, did, you did a good job. You did a good job navigating that one. There's no question about it, man. You're better than I appreciate Thank you, you as always, Fitz. Appreciate Thanks. you, man. Thanks, boys. Appreciate you. Yep, he is Jason Fitz. Uh, I, I I don't know if he's big time per se smooth. It's not but, big time uh, when he's literally working, John. So He anyway. is doing a lot of work. He's doing a lot of work. Yeah. Thanks to Jason Fitz for joining us on the show today. Hey, if you are planning to move, if you're about to be 
uh, on that move, whether it's you know inside of Memphis, whether it's outside of Memphis, uh, if it's here to Vegas, if it's to you know Washington, if it's to wherever, it doesn't matter. Black Tie can handle that move for you, but you got to call them. 316-619 is the number. Get on that schedule. Book's up fast. Book it out a few months in advance, right? Make sure you can get them. They're the best moving team in Memphis. They show up when they say they're going to show up. They are affordable. They're reasonable. I've used them twice, and I will use them a third time if I ever need to. Uh, So they come as a personal recommendation for me. You can trust that they're the best in town. Call them. 316-6196 is the phone number. Get on the schedule. It's black time moving, changing, moving in the city of Memphis. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 